Welcome back, Perks Recap Podcast. It is time for the Week 8 Review. Al's going to join me on the call as always. Let's get right to it. Week 8 in the NFL season was absolutely crazy. Here we go. And we're back with Al. It is time to do the Week 8 Review in the NFL. And Al, I got to tell you something. I cannot figure out this freaking league to save my life. (laughs) Yeah, well put. Yeah, it's another weird week, man. And uh, we will never figure this league out. And that's why it's fun to talk about, I guess, because, you know, we never will know exactly what we're doing. (laughs) It's impossible. I don't understand. There's so many things that happen that, like, I just don't get. I don't understand how some of these things happen, but let's let's dive in. If you're ready, let's dive in. Let's we, do it. We, we came into the week. I had a 64 and 42 record. You had a 66 and 40 record. Um, we didn't do terribly, but let's go over it. Um, the first game: Bills over the Bucks. Bills were at home, 24 to 18. Buffalo wins it. The Bucks slide continues. The Bills trying to solidify themselves, but they're still kind of shaky to me. We both got it right, though. Uh, I had a closer game than you, but it, it wasn't exactly close with the score either. So regardless, we both got it right. Yeah, that was, a, that was a, I think, a relatively easy one in our minds, and it kind of went that way. Although the, the Bucks. Did have a, <laughs> a hail, close Hail Mary at the end of the game. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that, yep. <laughs> that would have been something else. But, I mean, they also, you know, they were down two touchdowns uh, with, like, two minutes left. So, I wouldn't exactly call it a close game. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, the you know, the Bills didn't exactly, uh, you know, squash them. But they certainly showed to be the better team. Yes. All right. Well. Let's go to some to a game that didn't make sense. Uh, Carolina gets its first friggin' win, <laughs> in particularly ugly fashion, fifteen to thirteen. Which, if they're going to get a win, it's going to have to be in a game like that. Uh, Houston is a complete enigma to me. I, I just cannot figure them out at all. Week to week, you don't know what you're going to get. Week to week, they can win any game. It seems like they can lose any game. And you don't know what you're going to get week to week from the from the Texans. Yeah, they were, you know, they were starting. They, they had been playing pretty well and fairly even in losses. They've been playing well. But this one just was a stunner. I mean, they uh, and also, oddly enough, uh, after the way the season's gone, um, young, Bryce Young outplayed C.J. Stroud. That's the first time I think that's happened all season. It, yeah. It, you know. um, yeah. So it was, an, you know. You're right. They they won ugly, and that's how they're going to have to win. But uh, it did um, first, maybe the first uh, real positive uh, signs for Bryce Young, uh, the way he played this year. So uh, do you think that do you think they, do you think they'll be able to sneak in another couple couple wins, or or is this going to be a one or two win season? Man, who knows? I mean, you know what I mean. Like I, I they they look so bad all season, but. I mean, this Texas Texans team has been one of the better bad teams, if that makes any sense. And they, 
they they got them. So who's who's to say they can't get a couple more that way? At least maybe you know maybe they can get three or three to five wins now. Who knows? But I wouldn't bet on them going over four wins for sure. But right, it seems I mean, stranger last week we, were, we were talking about them maybe possibly going zero and seventeen. Right, right, yeah. Which <laughs> that wouldn't have surprised me either. But yeah, you know. There's and a, this is the game that we. Happen. This is just the game that we had the same score predicted, twenty six to seventeen. Oh, that's right. And neither of us, it turns out, need to go buy a lottery ticket. No, no, no. <laughs> so we both got that one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh, man. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot else on that one. That was just uh, an ugly one, but interesting because of the rookie quarterbacks. Yep. Alrighty. Well, we'll move on to my game. 43 to 20, the Cowboys over the Rams. Woo. And to be honest, as a Cowboys fan, <laughs> I'm starting to not understand know what to expect from my own team. <laughs> I mean, they're they're either getting blown out by San Francisco or basically they're not they're not playing any close games other than the Chargers. And even that, remember if you remember when I uh we, last week I said I was never really all that nervous about the game while it was on, even though it was relatively close. But other than that, they're just blowing everybody out or getting blown out by San Francisco. They're not playing any close games. And to be honest, that is a little alarming because you know they're going to start playing these close games when the schedule gets harder. And then, of course, if and when they make the playoffs, it's obviously going to be very close games. And they're not getting that experience at all. It's just complete blowouts. Yeah, it's been a very odd season for the Cowboys. It's either uh, just uh, getting trucked or or smashing teams, and uh, yeah, it's really wild. And um, I mean, listen, they've the last two weeks they've uh, Dak. Listen, all that Dak criticism. Where are they now? You know. Oh my God, I I I don't know if you remember if you watched the game or not. I didn't get to. I was it was the same time as the Eagles. There was a Dak Prescott touchdown to Jake to Ferguson. In the, I forgot, I think it was in the first half. It was one of the most perfectly thrown balls I have ever seen. Mm. You should go out of your way to check out the Jake Ferguson touchdown catch from Dak this past week. He had four touchdowns. The offense, here's the thing that's encouraging. Earlier in the year, when they were trucking everybody and getting and killing everybody, um, they were doing it basically purely on defense and nothing, and the offense was just there to just kind of not not lose the game basically the offense has really turned it up the last two weeks especially Dak Prescott yeah absolutely absolutely that yeah those those early wins were my my fantasy team can tell you that they were coming from the Cowboys defense in large part and uh yeah Dak is really cooking now man he's really cooking yeah and even the interception he threw was BS I mean it bounced off three people yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, those they count in the stats, but they're different kind of picks than bad ones. I, I'm 100% with you on that, man. Yeah, so they win it. We both had them winning the game. Um, I feel better about them, obviously. I feel good about the offense. And when they do get something from the defense now, that's when the blowouts can happen more because the offense is cooking as well, whereas earlier in the year it wasn't. So they got another pick six. Deron Bland, by the way. Mm has three pick sixes this year. That's wild. Yeah, no, that's something else, man. I saw Which, that he had another one. There's, there's good corners that went an entire career with three. Right. Absolutely. And he's done it in eight games this year. Yeah, that's amazing. That really is. That's something else. They, they, 
he's a he's a ball hawk, man. And uh, yeah, no, he's I, been... I mean, he's heaven sent basically with us losing digs. Yeah, I mean, to, speaking of ball hawks, yeah, if you're going to lose one, you might as well find another. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move on. We don't want to spend too much time on this. Okay, uh, Minnesota over Green Bay, twenty-four to ten. I got it wrong. You got it right. That's not the story, though. Kirk Cousins, torn Achilles, done for the year, and uh, yeah, this wouldn't that, that sucks. That is a shame. Kirk was playing as well as he ever has, and he's had a very good career. Um, and he was just tearing it up this season. Um, Even without Jefferson. Yeah, without Jefferson, amazingly. Um, yeah, it's just a real – it's a shame. And he's going into a free agency year at 35 years old. I mean, he had the, the one big – last big payday coming. And it still prob- probably will to some extent. Just it'll be uh, definitely mitigated by this injury for sure. But um, – yeah, the Vikings all of a sudden four and four, and uh, which is you know <laughs> they called their way back into contention only to lose the biggest reason they're in contention. So yeah, and we uh, since we're not going to do, uh, we might as well tell the viewers since the trade deadline was a bit of a dud. We're not going to do a whole uh, episode about that, so we might as well talk about them now trading for uh, Josh Dobbs. I guess he's he's going to be the starter. Will he be the starter as early as this week, or are they going to give him a week or two? That is unclear as of now, and uh, I would be a little surprised. But um, but it's either that or a rookie fifth round draft pick. So so you know, maybe, maybe they'll, just, they'll just get as money as they, you know, get them as up to speed as they can, and throw them out there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I it's I, I, nobody in the that I've read anything about so far. Nobody seems to know yet because it's all brand new. But Mike, hmm, if I had to guess, I'd say he probably plays. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. But that's a big downgrade. It is. It, is. it certainly it basically is. sinks Minnesota season. Yeah, it's tough, man. That's a. It's. I mean, I didn't. You know, even with Cousins playing that well, I still don't know that I was going to pick them to go to the playoffs, and uh, definitely right. not now. Right, right. But they did okay. take care of a really bad Packers team. Yeah, the Packers are horrible. Yep, they're not good. Um, I was going on the home field advantage thing, and I was completely wrong on that one. And uh, we were completely wrong again when New Orleans beat Indianapolis 38-27. to <laughs> And once again, two more teams can't figure them out. No idea week to week. No idea. Yep. No clue. Um, <laughs> I, I had been on a nice little stretch of picking the Colts every other time, and it was working out. This time it did not. <laughs> no yeah, I think well, we both it. got it wrong. We both got it wrong. Yeah, we both uh, got this one wrong for sure. Um, Saints look pretty good, you know, but what does that mean? Because there's a couple times this year where they faked us into thinking they were better than they are. So, you know, two got, two teams in contention for, you know, the most mediocre teams in the league. Absolutely. Really hard to figure out. All right. Uh, one that we got right and we were really close to the score. I mean – we have Miami over New England, thirty-one to seventeen. If I'm, if that's right, I think that's right. If you want to check that real quick, just to make sure you I got, got, it. It, got it right. Yep, thirty-one seventeen. You got it. Okay. Well, I picked Miami thirty-one to sixteen. Wow, nice. That's as close as it gets, right there, man. And you picked thirty-three to twelve. Not terrible. Not as good as yours, but not terrible. Not terrible <laughs> at all. And we obviously both got it right. Uh, this was not a surprise. 
And as we said, as I said last week, Miami, they're just a bully. And if you're a bad team, they're going to bully you and just pummel you into the pavement. But if you're a good team, they kind of uh, run and hide. That's what I get from them. Yep, I completely agree. I'm, I, I, and nothing this week uh, changed my mind on that. Um, yeah, Until we're just they gonna... play and beat a good team, I'm not going to change my mind on them. I agree. I agree. Yeah, they're and um, yeah, they're 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 defense. Just as we've seen, I mean, the you know the Pats don't test anybody's defense, but uh, the teams that have have sure exposed it. So yeah, until they show that they can play some defense and beat a decent team, I will have them making the playoffs and making a quick exit. Um, okay. <laughs> the single worst game I have seen that I watched a lot of. <laughs> Jets over the Giants 13 to 10. That was horrific football. Horrific oh. football. Woo. I'm just glad I didn't have to watch it, but I saw I saw enough highlights to make me want to throw up. <laughs> I watched some of it, and I, I I watched as much as I can stomach. Really, um, they at one point I think they had 17 consecutive point uh, punts between them. Well, and they said an uh, uh, or it's been 25 years since a team two teams combined for more punts. They had 24 punts between them, and that's. Yeah, and 23 points. More punts than points. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. The you know the the Giants the Giants had minus 9 passing yards. Well, here's the thing. Not only that, they had nine but this how tell you how bad the Jets are. The Giants had minus 9 passing yards. They would not let the kid DeVito when he came, came in, they wouldn't let him throw the ball. They let him throw four passes, all were incomplete and then they just ran the rest of the time. Saquon Barkley had 36 carries in this game. And despite all that, they should have won the game. The announcers, when Thibodeau sacked Zach Wilson at the end, the announcer said, and that will seal it for the Giants. (laughs) And ESPN's probability win win percentage, Mm -hmm. the Giants had a 99.9% percent uh win win probability after that sack yes yes and they, yeah, they lost yeah they also had a, a very high win probability when dayball opted to go for a field goal on fourth and one with 28 seconds left instead of going for it um and, I, and people are killing him for that and i don't wonder i would i think he made the right call just it didn't he didn't make the field obviously but I think that's the right call because now if they get that field goal and it's a chip shot, if they get that field goal, then they got to go down the field, drive the length of the field, and get a touchdown, not a field goal. And obviously the Jet, the Jets weren't doing much of that at all all day long. And now you're going to expect them to do it with you know 25 seconds left and have to get a touchdown on a field goal. Well, here's here's the problem with that, though. Do you realize that Graham Gano is going to have knee surgery, and they knew it going into the game, and he had already missed the field goal earlier in the game? I knew he had he had an injury, and I knew he had missed the earlier one. I did not know about the surgery. Is that new? This is uh, this is what I read last night that he is. No, I think- I, see, I was listening to the talk show earlier today on the way right before we were talking talk this, 
and all you know is it's it's he had swelling on his non-kicking knee. Yeah, I don't know if anything new came out. It might have been a bit. Uh, they didn't say anything yeah. about surgery, but yeah, giant, Giants, giant, Giants wire says Giants kicker Graham Gano playing on knee that requires surgery. Right, but I think he's going to keep playing. Well, if two missed field goals from inside 35 yards in one game is any indication, maybe it shouldn't be. <laughs> I agree with that, too. But this is the Giants we're talking about, so he probably will. Yeah, that's I, – I listen, I've been – I remember sitting in the stands in the late 90s when Jake Plummer was still playing and the Eagles kicked a field goal to go up six with about 34 seconds left, and then he threw a uh, a Hail Mary to win the game. So I have never been a fan, especially – in this day and age when teams go for it on fourth and one more than they, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have a good analogy now that I started the sentence, but I, uh, if you got right. a kicker that's hurt and you got a running back who is Saquon Barkley, and, um, I don't know, man, it's a tough one. Dayball, uh, you could debate that one. It's a legitimately debatable call for sure, but I think if he makes that Giants are going to win that game. That's what I thought in 1999 when the Cardinals threw that Hail Mary. <laughs> right, but it took a Hail Mary. I mean, you know, it took a Hail Mary, and, and how, how often does a Hail Mary, you know, really work? I, I don't know. I think they, they, they would have won that. I, if I was him, I probably would have done the same thing. But I hear where you're going. But the thing is, the, the reason why I, I was in favor of it is because if you don't get it, obviously that what happened is what could have happened anyway. Then that's exactly what happened anyway. If they get if they go for it on fourth and Barkley gets stuffed, then it plays out the same. They lose anyway because you only need a field goal. I think I am a big proponent of getting over a field goal. You know, making a team in the last second needing. A... Oh, uh, I was oh, saying I'm a proponent of making. Okay, good. I was saying I'm a big proponent of. Uh, making a, a team need a touchdown, not just a field goal at the end. I think that there's a big, big difference in a lot more of a percentage of winning when they need a touchdown, not a field goal. Yeah, unless your kicker's 11 for 17 and playing on a bum knee. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Who, and he's been a great kicker, but he's 11 of 17. Yeah, maybe they maybe they will put him on iron. You know, maybe he he they will get a new kicker. I don't know. Um, he he said it's fine, and he said that it's his other leg, so there it shouldn't be a problem. So I don't know, but whatever. Too much time on yeah, a really really bad game and on two really bad teams. Yeah, really although, really bad. Although the Giants are really bad, the Jets are actually not. They're four and three. Yeah, which is amazing, amazing. The, Jet, the yeah. Jets are going to make. I I still say right now, with with Zach Wilson as their quarterback, I still think the Jets are going to make the playoffs. Man, I, I, I think they're you know, going to make it. That is such a tough call. You know, I, I'm going to pull up their schedule and uh, look at it while we're talking. Because and, and I'll tell you what, if they miss the playoffs, they'll be like by like one game. They're like going to be right there at the end. Nah, yeah, I can them. see that. It's funny because as much as we were anointed Zach Wilson the great title of mediocre uh, not too long ago, um, he's he, he's not even playing that well the last couple of games. So yeah, um, 
he has regressed again to being Zach, and uh, it's not going to help their chances. But let, I'm so okay. They have Chargers, G Raiders, Bills, Dolphins, Falcons, Texans, Dolphins, Commanders, Browns, Patriots. There's only three or four teams of their ilk or worse the rest of the way. That's interesting, man. Well, That's interesting. I, I put them over the Bills because they already beat the Bills. <laughs> they beat the Bills week one. They're going to beat them again. I have no problem. I, I think they'll beat the Bills again. They're going to beat New England finally. Oh, I'll, beat I'll bet you baloney. I'll bet you some more baloney on that one, man. I want. On the Bills beating yeah. the Jets. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, the Jets have their number and they should have beat them uh, both times last year. And they're going to be. They already beat him once this year. They're, I think they're going to beat him again. Um, but it, plus, isn't it in uh, that one is in New York because the first one was in Buffalo, right? I'm pretty sure you're right. Let me double. Oh no, no, that. no, no, no! It was the other way around. Nope, that one's in Buffalo, so maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, you're right. The first one was in Meadowlands because remember Rogers came out with the American flag and all that. 9-11. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> good call. Good call. Right, but regardless, so maybe not the the Buffalo, but I, I, you know, the Chargers is winnable. The Raiders is winnable. Uh, New England's winnable. I I only Come see man. the Bills and Dolphins. They can they can legitimately only lose three more games the rest of the year. The two Dolphins games and the Bills game. Every other game is winnable. They won't win every other game, but they're all winnable. They can right, win right. Them I'm all. with you there. I don't I'm think they're going to beat. They're not going to beat Miami. They're not going to beat Buffalo. But they're going to if they can only lose one or two other ones. That's the, that's enough probably to at least be in contention for the playoffs. That last game against New England might be like an in you know win and in game. Yeah, that's really interesting, man. They they uh, that would be a really fascinating team to make the playoffs with that kind of quarterback play. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, it's probably a bit of a long shot, and they probably won't. But I just think they will be there at the end in terms of in contention for it at least. Even if they fall short, they're gonna get right right on through to the end of the season. Yeah, it's like a lot of those like Wayne Corbett and Vinny Testaverde teams where they were always like, you know, they were kind of like kind of there, kind of there, but then they don't. Yeah, like, you know, eight, nine wins in that area. Right. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Because they already got four now. Yeah, and they're the... They have, they're the... And they have a winning record. <laughs> yeah, they're the first team outside of the playoffs right now, but you know who the one right behind them is, is the Bengals. They're not finishing ahead of the Bengals. No, no, they're not. But they do have some really bad teams behind them, so I can see them staying in the race. Yeah, just yeah. staying right there. They can, yeah, yeah. Interesting. nine and eight probably probably won't get them in, but I will be you know keep them interesting the rest of the way. Yeah, there's some bad teams on the bottom end of the uh, playoff hunt, other than the Bengals in the yeah. AFC. Yeah. You got the Browns and the Steelers ahead of them, so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I can I can I can see your case there for sure. I can see them just definitely going over Pittsburgh if Pittsburgh falls the way we think, but they keep they keep figuring things out. But anyway, let, let's move on. Definitely spent a lot of time on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. On the worst game ever. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jacksonville over Pittsburgh 20 to 10. 
And uh, we both got this one right. We weren't really close on the scores. You had 27-20. I had 28-19. But regardless, 20-10, uh, to 10, kind of a uh, another workman-like kind of a win where Jacksonville is just rolling at this point. Uh, they've won four out of five, I believe. And, yeah, they, they have put it together. And even though they were on the road here, Pittsburgh can be kind of scrappy, kind of come up with a win when you don't expect it. And they took care of business. Jacksonville took care of business and put them put them down. Yeah, they sure did. The, the, the better team won. Um, I've been mystified by the Steelers getting to four and two, now four and three. But uh, maybe they're heading in the direction we thought now. We'll see. I mean, I, I still don't know what to make of them. I mean, the Tomlin factor versus the, the obviously pretty bad roster. So, yeah. Yep, yep. yeah. It's really interesting to see because he's single-handedly dragging them to the, the 500 realm. Yeah, so, dragging them to relevancy. Yeah, really. He really is. And the Jags are a very solid team. You know, they're they're very good defense. Yeah. Uh, shut down the Steelers. Yeah. Um, their offense is is uh, uh, ATN is really just racking up carries and yards and catches and actually what he's, he's really racking up is freaking is touchdowns. My goodness! Oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Two a game it seems like. It's amazing, man. Yeah, and he's a. Uh, I saw he was on pace for something like three hundred seventy-five carries, which is, I mean, that's incredible in today's NFL. Wow, that's Emmitt Smith's territory. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild, man. I mean, yeah, that'll actually, to be honest, that'll probably slow down a little bit. It almost has to. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, but, but uh, as long as yeah, he's catching but, balls, too, because he's he's catching his receiving is uh, helping him out, too. Yeah. His touchdown this week was uh, was a receiving touchdown. I don't think he ran one in, did he? It was just one this week, right? It was just one. I think it was a receiving. Yeah. Which is seven in the last four games. <laughs> yeah. Wild man. That guy is just killing it. Because he lost three games. He had two in each one and then one this week. That's seven. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's heavy. Yeah, he's he's the real deal, man. He's something else to watch. Just stay healthy. All of them. Yes. Yes. Trevor Lawrence and him stay healthy. Defense stay healthy. Christian Kirk and Ridley stay healthy. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh Tennessee over Atlanta. We both got this wrong because we both thought Tennessee is terrible. And Atlanta uh, is – I mean, we're back at it again. Just to say what I said about New Orleans and Indianapolis. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to think of these teams every week. Tennessee is doing what they always do, very blah, but just still getting wins here and there and going to be around 500 like they always are. Yeah, it's something else, man. And I'll tell you, here's the story of this game. Will Levis. I mean, he uh, <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. So much for the idea of uh, starting the Falcons' defense against the yeah, quarterback. Yeah, uh, I did. Mackerel. If the fans uh, took my advice and started them, and then they're mad, well, I'm right there with you because I picked them up and started them in two of my three leagues, and they and, didn't really do anything. And I was with you. I thought it was a great idea. I didn't, you know, I, it's just, I mean, I, you know, I have the Cowboys D, so I don't, I don't do matchups, but, uh, um, but holy mackerel. I mean, it made perfect sense. And, uh, boy, did he, I mean, what a debut. I mean, yeah. he played some, there's some real nice passes, some just, uh, he looked really good. Um, and, uh, go back to go back to the trade deadline. Henry did not get traded, so he will be there. So, and Hopkins did not get traded, so he will be there. So, guess what? 
eight, nine wins, Tennessee will be there. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> like they always are. <laughs> they really are, man. Yep, three and four and rising, and <laughs> maybe, maybe 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 you know on a down year, so quote unquote down year, maybe it'll just be seven wins. But regardless, it'll be boring seven eight wins, no matter what. Yeah, it's really something else, man. They are uh, they refuse to go out with anything more than uh, uh, the uh, the mediocrity they've had for a while, <laughs> and. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's something else. And uh, listen, DeAndre Hopkins looked uh, dial back uh, to to twenty eighteen or so. Um, he had three touchdown catches over a hundred yards. Yeah, wild man, wild. What a what a good quarterback play uh, injected into that team. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, does the Tan- are... Now does Tannehill get his drawback? I don't think so, man. I mean, they already announced Levis is starting this week. I don't know where Tannehill has with his injury, but I can't imagine he's getting it. There's no way if he. If, if uh, if if uh, Levis plays decent at all, I can't believe they would go back to him. But yeah, I agree. They should have traded him. I agree. I mean, I don't know why. You know, I I can't fathom their decision making there. They should have traded Henry, as far as I'm concerned, too. Well, right. But if they were going to try to keep him, at the very least, trade trade Tannehill because you got you got you found a quarterback anyway, and you might be able to get something from a team like the Jets who need a quarterback. Yeah, I would. I would certainly think they could have gotten more than the sixth round pick Josh Dobbs got for, uh, you know, in uh, for Minnesota. So, um, yeah, who has more wins, they... Jets or Tennessee? Say it again. Who has more wins, Jets or Tennessee? Uh, this Tennessee year, Jets by one. That's what I think too. All right. <laughs> in Atlanta, man. Atlanta. I don't get it. Same. Oh, I did have one thing I wanted to say about that. Um, first of all, Ritter finally got benched. And I had forgotten that their backup is Taylor Heineke. Um, I think if they – listen, I'm, it's it's sad to say that Heineke could be your savior, but, I mean, he's way better than Desmond Ritter is right now. So if they stick with him, I think they might actually be a little better moving forward. Um, and the other thing I wanted to bring up is the uh, weird usage of Bijan Robinson. I mean – I, you know, everybody and their brother thought this guy was a bell cow coming in. And they, I mean, he's getting 11 carries here, nine carries there. Yeah. And it's, it's very odd on a team that wants to run the ball 84 times a game. It's, it's very strange to me. I don't know why. I don't know what's happening. I know he commit, missed a, He commit at minimum 15 a game to him. Commit it. Yeah. It's, I, it's, it's shocking to me the way they're using him. And now he missed last week because of, I, I mean, they're saying a headache, which makes it sound really lame, but I'm assuming it was a migraine or something. But um, so maybe that has something to do with them. Uh, you know, I don't know. But it's just odd given everything everybody thinks they know about this guy, how they're using him. It seems very strange to me. Well, if Heineke's going to keep the job, then they I feel better about their, you know, feel better about them moving forward. I agree. I would do that. I would feel a lot better about them moving forward if that's the case. I'm 100% with it. All right. Let's, um, let's break real quick, and then we're going to come back to your game. But uh, let's get a quick break in, and uh, we'll be right back. Is that cool? Sounds good, man. All right. We'll be right back. And we're back. We're doing our Week 8 review. It is time to move on 
to Philadelphia 38, Washington 31. We both got this right, but we were both way off on the score. <laughs> yeah. I don't listen. This is wild, man. So Sam Howell versus the Eagles yep. equals Tom Brady or Joe Montana. It's I don't know what the Eagles are doing wrong defensively or why Sam Howell is only great against the Eagles. But in two games this year, he has he's thrown for 397 in this game, 290 in the first game, and has five TDs and one pick. What is going on? What is it about the Red, uh, the Redskins, about the Commanders that you guys just can't? They're like your kryptonite. I mean, I, I know you won the game, but I mean, this was a dogfight right to the end. And let's not forget, you know, last year they beat you. I mean, what is going on? Yeah, this is really it's it's mystifying because the they they I don't know what the defensive coordinators dialing up that isn't working, and it was the same. It, it happened last year too, so I you know you can't blame it on either you know one and not the other. So I you know it's just wild, man. I don't know what to make of it, but Sam Howell, who has been has had an encouraging season as far as potentially being the future guy, but. Hardly a, an A plus, or even a, like he's like a he's like a C plus maybe. But against the Eagles, he's he's an all time great. It's, it's <laughs> well, you thing. know what though the the good thing is you st- you still got the win. That's the most important thing. You don't ever apologize for a win, and you don't ever feel bad about a win. But you definitely want to look better than that against a team that is you know just you know done for this year. But regardless, for whatever reason, they give you guys fits. I think it may be just styles, whatever the case is. Yeah. But but whatever, you got the win. That's the most important thing. And the Eagles are soaring. Yeah, they are. They're cooking, man. They are, you know, even in a game that looked close, they were up 14 with them with 50 seconds left. I mean, that was a garbage time touchdown that turned into a little bit of excitement. But it was, oh, yeah. you know, it was close through about, a th- you know, two and a half quarters. And then the Eagles took over. But. Um, yeah, but I mean, like at halftime and stuff, I'm, I was like, what is happening? Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. There, there's Sometimes there's uh, there's that, that matchup thing, and I don't know what it is. Somehow, you know, Riverboat Ron has something on the Eagles. I don't, I don't know what it is. Or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if Sam Howell has some grudge against Philly or something, and it brings out the best of him. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's wild. Yeah, there, there's uh, not a whole lot to say about that other than the, uh, you know, oh, uh, and, uh, you know, A.J. Brown is, uh, you know, only Tyreek Hill being on pace for 2,000 yards is keeping A.J. Brown from getting uh, a rare MVP mention outside of a quarterback position. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. Totally, totally agree with that. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Oh, and I oh, and I'm gonna bring this up again. It's the last thing I have to say about this one. Um, the uh, Brian Johnson, the Eagles' new offensive coordinator, who I like. There's a lot to like, but I'll tell you, man, six rushing yards in the first half. Like they just refuse, like to commit to the run at times, and it drives me bonkers. Absolutely yep. bonkers. Um, you know, DeAndre Swift is averaging in the low fives five point something yards of carry one or two yards of carry 
You know, I mean, doesn't that, that screams run me, run me, but they refuse to do it at times. It just drives me nuts. They finally did it in the, in the, the last few drives of the, the third and the, through the fourth quarter and it helped them win the game. But why are we waiting? <laughs> it just drives yeah. me nuts. Yep. Yep. So I totally agree. Totally agree. All right. That's all I have on that one. All righty. Let's see here. Okay. The next one, Seattle over Cleveland, 24 to 20. And we both uh, we both got this right, and we're not far off the score. I had I had twenty two to nineteen, and you had twenty three to sixteen. Yeah, not bad, not bad, not bad. And uh, Seattle just kind of took care of business. And Cleveland, you know, they 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 got that big win. Their defense is pretty good, but they're not a complete team. And going on the road all the way to Seattle is a tall task for them. And that's kind of what I thought going in. That's 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 kind of what we said last week. Seattle's a good team. They're at home, and they need they kind of needed this one. So it kind of went as I would have, you know, as we expected. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Yeah, and the uh, as much as I like PJ Walker as a backup quarterback, he's, he's you know. Much like Gardner Minshew, you're not going to win a long run of games with him right now. You know what I mean? So if they're going to, if the Browns are really going to be a contender, they need a healthy Deshaun Watson back. And that's looking like it might be a ways away yet, too. So we'll see. But, um, but the Seahawks are, are a legitimate, uh, you know, I mean, listen, they, they're, they have this, they've, do you realize they have the number two seed in the NFC, in the NFC right now? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Let me make sure I'm not crazy on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. And uh, um, because they are now ahead of uh, a team we'll be talking about shortly, but they are five and two, I believe. Um, Playoff picture NFC playoff. Yeah, that would make them second because we can't be second because we're behind you. Right. Because we have the same record, we're five and two as well. Exactly, that's exactly it. Yeah, let me make sure. Doot, 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 doot. Um, yeah, it's wild, man. And they're so they are right there, you know. And um, and you know, I don't think they're a, they don't strike me as a great team, but they're winning and they're good. So yeah, and their showing last year was not a fluke. Yeah, absolutely. Gino's playing. You know, he had a couple games where he were like a couple games ago where you were like, Oh boy, you know, maybe Gino's regressing, but uh, no, he's hanging in there. He's just, he's has his ups and downs like any quarterback, but he is uh, solidly good. And, um, the, and the team is, is solidly good. That's the, that's a good way to describe them. They're just, solidly yeah. Yeah. Good. Oh, and I apologize. The lions overtook them with that win last night. So, well, the, I mean, yeah, yeah, no. Okay. Now that makes sense. Okay. Because they're six and two, Seahawks are five and two. So it's Eagles one, Lions two, Seahawks three. But that's still very impressive, man, given, you know, especially the division they're in. So, yeah, interesting. Interesting. All righty. Well, let's move on then. Uh, Baltimore is absolutely cruising. Baltimore is like kind of like Jacksonville to me. They are just taking care of business, winning every game, it seems like. But this one, Arizona showed a little bit of fight again. Uh, yep. They're, you know, they, they continue to lose, but they don't, they don't go down easy. I got to give them a lot of credit. They could have, you know, they could have just folded up 
and uh, just be getting blown out in these games. And they, they, they still try, you know, they, they're still playing hard. Uh, 31-24 Baltimore over Arizona. We both had bigger, much bigger wins for Baltimore, but they did get the job done. Yeah, absolutely. And you said it great. I mean, the, the, the Cardinals, uh, they're not good, but they, they, they give good teams fits sometimes. And uh, they hung tough with a very good team this week. Um, the Ravens are, are very good. And um, I just, I'm very, I, I'm real curious to see them come playoff time. I mean, I know we're a ways away, but. Oh man. Good. Can you imagine some of the games we could get in the playoffs? Imagine Jacksonville, Jacksonville against them. Ah, oh, I mean, that would be one. I don't know who I'd pick in that game. It would depend where it is. <laughs> you know, that's a heck of a game. Yeah. yeah that's, there's you some know, really good potential matchup, matchup staring us in the face down the road a little bit. Kansas City, <laughs> you know, a lot of good stuff. Miami against them. Yeah. Oh, this is, yeah, it's fascinating, man. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're ready, let's go on to the game that makes me want to shoot myself. <laughs> Denver over Kansas City, 24 to 9. Excuse my language, listeners. I'm going to say a word I haven't said this entire time on this podcast. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and I couldn't agree more. I second it. I can't. I mean, whoa, dude. Whoa. What, what? is going on? I, 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 it's just, we, and finally, we thought the Chiefs had finally righted this ship. You know, they had a, they, they had a big win last week. They looked, you know, on, but you're, but now the Broncos, I mean, now maybe this is Sean Payton finally kicking in in Denver here a little bit, you know? Yeah. What do they have? Three wins now? Yeah. They're, uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he's starting to kick in a little bit. Their defense is definitely playing better. And Mahomes, I come to find out he was sick and uh, had a, I don't know how what his temperature was. He had a fever and uh, basically had the flu. Mm. And uh, he's not Michael Jordan. He doesn't play better with the flu. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know what? I don't care. There's no excuse for this. This I don't care if he had the flu or not. 24 to 9, you, you managed 9 against a team that gave up 70. Insane. I just, I, it blow it, that I was, if I had, I, you know, I'm not in any, like, what do they, they call it? The suicide pools, right? Where you get a different team to pick every week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that would have been my pick. If I had the chiefs left, you know, I would have gladly picked that and I would have been out. So yes, I wish I had gotten to see some of that game. That was, uh, uh, we got the Ravens cards in my area, which, you know, Turned out to be a decent game, but not the. I didn't even get to see most of the Bengals Niners, which we'll get to next. But, um, but I, I I can't even fathom. I mean, you're like, yeah, Mahomes being sick. Okay, you know that's that's. But holy mackerel, if he's good enough to be out there, nine points against the Broncos. Whew. I don't know. They're they they got problems. There's a problem going on in Kansas City. Uh, this is now the second time where where they. They lose a game that they should, you know, they really had no business losing. And then also they've also given bad teams, you know, taking them right down to the wire, like the Jets and things like, you know, and you could argue the Jets could have won, you know, could have, should have won that game. They had, yeah, they had, nah, them. They had them. With, I am with you, man. It's, uh, and you know, and the, and the trade deadline came and went, I can't, I can't, I can't believe be- they didn't get a wide receiver. 
I'm stunned. And, you know, Devontae Adams, you know, sure did, looks like he wants out of there and, uh, in Oakland. And it's not like the freaking Raiders are going anywhere, man. Like, I don't know what they're doing. They got a 31-year-old receiver who the, now is the time if you want to get something for him. And they just sit on their hands. I, it, blows, it blows me away. Oh, man. So, Kansas City needs to get their offense fixed. Denver, I mean – you look at their numbers, it wasn't overly impressive. Russell Wilson threw for like 115 yards. Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't do much, you know. It was, it was their defense. A, yeah, it was their defense played well. The same defense that gave up 70 points a couple of weeks ago. And uh, yeah. um, it's uh, now new coach. Maybe that's, like I said, starting to kick in a little bit, the Peyton factor. But, um, but boy, it was just a stunner. That's an absolute stunner. And I don't have any answers on it. Well, let's move on then. San Francisco has lost three in a row. We both picked San Francisco. We heard that Brock Purdy may or may not play. We stuck with our San Francisco pick. He ended up playing anyway. And they got smacked in the mouth by a team that is as dangerous of a team in the league, even though the record doesn't reflect that. They are as good as anybody right now, Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, and, uh, you know, there is trouble in, uh, Denmark, man. They, the Niners have, uh, gone from world beaters to on the bubble in the playoff standing. I mean, that is unfreaking believable. They are six out of, uh, they are the sixth seed right now, which is just astonishing. Brock Purdy looks incredibly human. Um, he has played, uh, he has played bad in, in the clutch, um, three games in a row. Is and, there possibly a book out on him? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it's, they're, they're, I don't know, but it is so, something's happened to him in the clutch, man. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if defenses are doing something different. If, if, uh, if it's just him having a down couple weeks, I'm not sure, but, uh, cause he's still putting up good numbers overall. I mean, as far as like, you know, passing yards and stuff, but he's throwing key interceptions, making key turnovers. And, uh, and, and what's cr- even crazier is this vaunted Niners defense isn't picking him up. No, the Niners defense. Uh, Burrow had something like 17 completions in a row against them. Yeah. Yeah. This and is, was I escaping mean... sacks in a most, the, like the most ridiculous ways, getting out of these, these situations to complete a pass down the field. Some of these sacks were like, you know, no doubters, and he's getting away. Yeah, it was. It's stunning what's going on in in San Francisco. Um, in uh, Cincinnati, you got it. I mean, you don't want to play them right now. Nobody wants. No, to play them no. Right now. Every anybody that didn't step on them when they were down is regretting it now because here they come. Yeah, I. I it's going to be very hard to pick against them at all, as long as they keep winning. Uh, you know, they're. I don't care who they play. Yeah, I completely agree. And you back? Yeah. Oh, I got you. Yep. I got you. All right, cool. I went away for a second. Okay. No problem. No problem. Yeah, it's wild, man, because they are still, even after this win and moving to four and three, they're still the ninth seed or whatever. They're not even a seed. I mean, they're two teams out of the playoff hunt in uh, in the AFC. But we both have like no doubt they're going to be there. I'm I'm with you. I mean, they're. You know, it's interesting because 
to me, there's really only two spots up for grabs in the AFC because you have you have Chiefs, Dolphins, Jags, Ravens, Bills, and then you have two, four, and three teams: the Steelers and the Browns. That I don't believe in at all. Um, that leaves two openings for the Bengals and the Jets. The Browns, or the, <laughs> yeah, and the Jets. Right, exactly, exactly. Because that's the that's who's in the A hole, right above, right ahead of the Bengals. So that leads a, that lends a lot of credence to your argument earlier, man. So uh, yeah, um, that's fascinating, man. But yeah, I see the Bengals just on the rise and and rising in a hurry here. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's remarkable. Now this is the second year in a row that they're doing this. Yeah, we talked about start. it. It's funny because we talked. You talked about it specifically in the beginning of the season about how they have this early season thing, and uh, boy, and you know, it coincided with Burrow's injury this year, and wow, they are cooking on all cylinders. Now, and he man. he said now he he's he's one hundred percent healthy. He's fine. Sure looks like it. If he's not, uh, that's scary. Yeah. So <laughs> look out, anybody who's playing them. Yeah, agreed, man. Agreed. Their schedule. Okay. Well. uh Chargers over the Bears, thirty to thirteen. We both. Oh, I don't know if I've been given the rights wrong. We both got this game right. The Chargers. We both got San Francisco Bengals wrong. We both picked San Francisco. We both got Denver wrong over Kansas City. And yep. We both got Baltimore right over Arizona. Yes. Okay. This game we got right. I said seventeen sixteen. I thought it'd be close. You said thirty two to seventeen. You were a lot closer. It was thirty to thirteen. You were real close. But we both yeah, that was we both bad. got it right. We both got it right. Um, yeah. This. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say that you know the Chargers they're frustrating, but Chicago's just not very good, and they are a better bad team than the than the Bears are. That's all there is to it. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I still think they're the, the you know the Staley weighs them down big time, but I still think they're better than most of the bad teams. I think they're going to be come somewhere sniffing five hundred, somewhere in that seven to ten to nine and eight kind of range, uh, probably on the under five hundred side of it. But um, they're still better than a lot of the crappy teams, despite Staley and some other issues. Yeah, and they were home against a really you know against a bad team. So yeah. And the Bears are awful. So, yes. Yeah. All right. Detroit, we kind of alluded to it earlier. Over Vegas, we said it was going to be a get-right game, 26-14. to 14. We both had a little bit, you know, quite a bit more than that. We had big scores for Detroit. But either way, they took care of business. This game wasn't really in doubt too much, a little bit. I, I got to admit, I did not watch a whole lot of it. Uh, I was watching the World Series mostly. I was just kind of flipping this during the commercials and a little bit here and there, but for the most part, I watched the World Series last night. And, um, yeah, just the overall, they they took care of business. Yeah, the only reason it was close at all for a while is because the Lions kept kicking field goals. They were, uh, they, they were up nine to nothing at one point. And, uh, you know, field goal, field goal, field goal. So, uh, but th- the story of this game was Jameer Gibbs coming out party. This was what anybody that thought they were right about taking him that early in the draft, this is what they've been waiting for. I mean, he looked unbelievable. He had something, I forget exactly how many total yards, but it was pushing 160, I think, something like that. I mean, he was he was cooking, man. 
and uh, he looked good doing it. Uh, it wasn't all easy stuff. He had to break through tackles and and uh, do some interesting things. Um, yeah, and the Lions are just a real solid team, man. You know, the one thing about the Lions is they're a little predictable. Their uh, their playing calling is is somewhat uninspiring, but um, they are good. So I'm not sure how good yet, but but they are good. So. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Keep your eye on that play calling. They will run the ball successfully four times in a row, get a first down. Um, and the defense will stack the box and they'll run again anyway instead of doing play action, which I, uh, is uh, one of my pet peeves in play calling. But uh, um, so it, it, I was having a very easy time predicting what the calls were going to be. So I'm sure these, these coaches that are smarter than me are having a relatively easy time too. So we'll see how that plays out down the road. But this is a very good team. Um yeah, I don't have a Dan Campbell quote this week, but the quote of the the quote of the week comes from Troy Aikman from the uh, pod, the uh, the live broadcast last night. I thought this was great because Aikman is one of the few. There are very few play by play guys in the NFL who I can stand at all. Most of them stink, but uh, Aikman's uh, very solid. Okay, and he said something last night that cracked me up. Uh, they were talking about people who can tough their way through injuries and. Uh, Aikman said, there are those guys who, because of their minds, were able to play longer than others. That's why my career was cut short. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. Nice self-deprecating quote. There. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's right. He had too many concussions, and then LeVar Arrington ended it. With one oh, last that one. Arrington, man. Yeah, yeah. With that that hit, was, I, it was either him yeah. or the other guy. Yeah, man. Uh, it was nah. San Francisco, I believe, or Washington. I don't remember. I, I think it was Lavar Arrington who ended his career. But whatever, it was. It was on the sidelines. I can see the play. I could replay the play in my mind. I'm pretty sure it was Arrington, but yeah, he was running along the sidelines and got blasted, and that was it. Yeah, man. No, hundred percent. Yeah, I just that, that quote cracked me up. I love Troy's uh, as an Eagle fan. I did not want to like him when he entered the uh, booth years ago, but he's turned out to be uh, all right, man. He's all right, which is about as good as I'll say about any of them. I'll tell you what, <laughs> there's a lot of Cowboys in booths. Well, Moose Johnson is another one that I like. Moose Johnson's good, and I, I tell you what. He's better than Aikman and, and Moose. Romo's better than all of them. He's freaking awesome. Yeah, see, I, I don't like Romo. <laughs> really? I think he's the best one. Uh, Romo, first of all, the first night he takes off from scotch and and, and, uh, and cigars before a, a football game will be the, the, the first time ever. He's going to sound like Joe Cocker in another three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> he, he already sounds like this. You know what I mean? And uh, – um, here's what I don't like about him. A lot of people like to uh, praise how uh, on top of the play calling he is. Before every play, he says 47 things that could possibly happen, and then he pats himself on the back when one of them does. Drives me nuts. <laughs> See, I haven't seen that. I've seen him saying one or two things, and more often than not, one thing, and he's always right. I've never, I've never once heard him predict something, and I don't remember him doing more than one but maybe he has, and I'm just not remembering right. I don't ever remember hearing him predict a play and getting it wrong, not once. Yeah, I can I, – I'll start keeping track because I've heard it many times. <laughs> I, and uh, Maybe maybe he's he's doing it more and I'm not paying as attention because I was paying more attention when he first started because that was all the rage. Everybody was talking about it. So I was really paying attention. And to me, he was only saying one thing, 
and it was happening all the time. And I think what happened was CBS told him to cut that shit out. Yeah, well, if it had been so good, uh, they probably would have let him keep doing it. Well, no, it was good. I think that's why they told him to to, uh, to stop because he was t- telling everybody what the play was going to be. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, man. Nah, yeah, I uh, I can't go with you on the Romo train. Okay, well, and, and it, well, you, you definitely will probably disagree. Then I think Romo was also a better quarterback than Troy Aikman. Actually, I think Romo is the best quarterback in the history of the Cowboys because I didn't see Roger Staubach play, but I think Romo was the best quarterback the Cowboys have ever had, in my opinion. That's interesting. He's uh, certainly the least clutch. I see, he's not, though. <laughs> his, his fourth quarter game-winning drive and overtime numbers are better than almost anybody in the league ever. At one not- point, at one point, he had the highest fourth quarter and overtime QB rating in the history of the league. How are those numbers in the playoffs? Playoff numbers are fine. He he would the thing is, the thing is, yeah, he'd have four touchdowns and one interception, but the one interception was, you know, in the end zone to win the game at the end. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, that's yeah. Yeah, Romo's an interesting guy, man. And he But uh, he also know. engineered a lot, a lot of game winning drives that people don't don't want to give him credit for. No, I, he was an excellent quarterback. Andrew. He just had some unfortunate missteps in prime time. I mean, everybody remembers the uh, the botched field goal hold that'll haunt him till the end of time. Um, you know. And right. but he was very good. He was he was very good. Uh yeah. Like I said, in my opinion, he he was he was the best quarterback. Like, if he played on the Aikman Cowboys, I think they would have won five Super Bowls in a row. That's interesting. That is very interesting. Um, yeah, it's tough, man, because it's tough to compare across uh, generations sometimes because – Agreed, agreed. You know, Aikman, Aikman in the modern NFL might have thrown for 4,500 yards a year, but he just uh, – they were never going to let him do that in that, in that day and age. Well, so, plus, I mean, you're handing the ball off to one of the greatest ever and the all-time leading rusher. It's kind of hard to, to rack up the passing yards. His passing numbers are really bad. His, yeah, no, that, and, and, but, but again, the time and place, because there wasn't many yeah. people tearing it up in 90s. Uh, well, uh, like compared to Steve Young, he doesn't hold a candle. Yeah, but that that but San Francisco was light years ahead of everybody else. I mean, you had Montana and Young tearing it up, and uh, you had uh, Dan Marino and Dan Fouts, and that was it for twenty years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah. If Favre was just coming on, so yeah, yeah. It's just that you know his numbers, touchdowns are not crazy, interceptions are are low for sure. His completion percentage for sure, he was accurate as anything. But his in his but his overall yards, like passing yards, nothing to write home about at all. Absolutely, but again, but three Super Bowls, yeah. and that's all you need. Right, right, yeah. And uh, did Tony Romo ever win a playoff game? He won two, two. Okay, yeah. So that's that's where the comparison. You know, it's it's so hard because it's you know it's a total team thing. If Tony Romo had had the offensive line that Aikman had. Whole different story. So yeah, it's a, it's an interesting debate, man. That's a, that's a, I, it's hard to argue that it really is, even though yeah. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big Tony Romo defender. 
big Roma, Roma defender. I, I I was pissed the year that Dak came in and they didn't get the job back to Roma. I was I was rip roaring pissed. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. And did he? He's the one. He's the one who gave it to Dak. He said he deserves it, so he he took a step back. But I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, his he was just so injury riddled those last few years with that that neck and back stuff or whatever it was, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just a shame that it. But I mean, he was a he was a tough son of a bitch too. At the same time, though, he had he once played a game two weeks in a row. Uh, with a punctured lung, lung and a broken rib, and he was just getting a shot and a flak jacket on, and he played two weeks in a row with that. Yeah, that's not that's legit, man. That's for real. I mean, he's uh, he played through some stuff, but whatever. Anyway, enough about a guy who's been retired for ten years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we still got one more to go. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. We we finished. We finished. Yes, sir. Okay, so Detroit. Looks good. All right. Vegas is not very good. Yeah, Vegas stinks. All right. So for the week, I went 10 and 6. You went 11 and 5, which means you gain another game on me. We are now, I am I'm 74 and 48, and you are 77 and 45. Three game lead. Whew, the inchworm uh, inches ahead slightly. In the, 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 yeah. We only had one game. That's the first time we've only had one game we disagreed on, and that's pretty wild, especially in a week with no buys. I mean, that was a full slate of games. Yeah, well, we thought it wasn't that hard of a week to pick. Little did we know. Yeah, right. There's all, it's, it's never a cakewalk in the NFL, man, never. Yeah, but you feel like a fool if you start picking some of these ridiculous upsets. Even though they happen a lot, you still, you know, you don't want to. Who's going to go on, you know, any kind of platform and say, I think Denver's going to beat Kansas City? Oh, you'd have to be a maniac. And then, of course, the, you know, the the week you pick that, the Chiefs actually play like they're supposed to and win 48 to 2. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. Well, we have finished our review. We kind of went on a few tangents and they just took a little longer, but. I definitely enjoyed the conversation. Good stuff, as always. I love a good tangent. <laughs> me too, <laughs> me too. Uh, all right, listeners. So don't forget, we have two podcasts. We are going to be back with the Week 9 Preview podcast as well. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. Al, I thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, my man. That was a blast, as always. Always fun trying to figure out this league. Yep, and uh, no trade deadline podcast because it was a complete dud. Yes, it uh, came and went with a whimper. Yep, just uh, basically the only team that really was impacted, I think, was uh, Minnesota a little bit, although not too much, but Washington losing two big uh, parts of their defense, and uh, that just makes them worse. <laughs> it, it sure does, yeah. The the uh, And um... – the, the Niners might get some real big impact. If they get a healthy Chase Young for the rest of the year, that third-round draft picks a steal. Yeah, that's kind of annoying. That's got to kind of be annoying for you, too, because what the heck? How come, you know, well, you guys did something at least. My team didn't do a thing and basically, in my opinion, got fell farther behind both Philadelphia and if San Francisco gets, San Francisco gets straightened out, they're behind them, too. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it, this was a disappointing trade deadline on a lot of fronts. I think uh, some teams held on to some guys that it doesn't make sense to hold on to. <clears throat> Devontae Adams, um, <laughs> <laughs> Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, some teams that really could have benefited from some moves uh, didn't do anything. So I don't know. It's it was a bit mystifying. It was a bit of a a regression uh, back to a few years ago as opposed to the forward movement of the trade deadline that we've been getting the last few years. Totally, totally agree. All right, well, that's going to do it. We will be back with the uh, Week 9 preview. And until then, I'll say thank you one last time, and uh, we'll be right back, listeners, and I'll be back with a quick close. There you have it. That is our Week 8 preview with Al. Always have a lot of fun talking to Al about the NFL. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that one. Week 9 preview will be up later today. Hopefully you'll uh, join us for that as well. Get you all prepped up and ready for Week 9 in the NFL. Crazy that it's already that late in the season. But that's how it goes every year, it seems like anyway. Um, please join me over on YouTube for Perks Recap, the music reaction channel. Just uh, uploaded a bunch of stuff on there. Going to continue this week. Got a Toto album to uh, get to, Toto 4, and also a Doobie Brothers album I'll be getting to later in the week. But, you know, there's hundreds of videos on that channel, so hopefully there's something on there that you might enjoy. But that's going to do it, and until next time, I will see you later.